Paul School, brought to you by The Tote, with Luke Parkinson, Jamie Hart and Jamie Benson. Welcome back to another episode of Pool School. This one is all about the jumps. The jumps are back, aren't they? We've already had Chepstow a couple of weeks ago, but Cheltenham opens its doors for the first time this season for their October meeting. And it's time to really get stuck into the jumps with British Champions Day behind us and the arc behind us. Then we're pretty much done on the flat. So all focus can go now to the jumps. With that in mind, we're going to use this episode instead of me and the two Jamies chatting away with our thoughts and predictions for the weekend's racing. We're going to use it to get some of our pundits and ambassadors to give you their horses to follow this for this season. Now, as many of you who enjoy playing with the Total know, the 10 to follow is a big product of ours and that's ready to launch for the jump season in just a couple of weeks' time. Actually, the end of October, Halloween, the 31st, will be the day that that registration window for the jumps will open for two weeks, ready for the Cheltenham November meeting. So we've got the Cheltenham October meeting, obviously now, but by the November meeting at Cheltenham, the 10 to follow jumps campaign will be ready to rock and roll. Plenty more details to come on that over the next week or so. You'll be able to hear the prize funds and how you can go about picking your stable and things with the flat one just wrapped up and uh, the final details being put on for the jump season. So, to get us thinking about who we could have in our stable and, uh, and things for the rest of the jump season, rather than getting a full-on 10 to follow from our pundits and ambassadors, we've got them to give us a novice hurdler, a novice chaser, a hurdler and a chaser, obviously, in the open company, and then a handicapper, one who could be ahead of the handicapper, ideally, in a horse to really follow for some of them big pots or maybe some small pots around the north or around the south this season. To make sure we've got all angles covered, we've got legendary pundit Andrew Mount to give us his selections. We've then got Tote Ambassador and multiple former uh, champion jump jockey Richard Johnson with his thoughts on some of the big guns from both Britain and Ireland. And then with Ireland in mind, we've got the Irish angle from former jockey Paddy Flood and also our current Tote Ambassador Danny Mullins. So that'll be well worth listening for, especially from Danny with the inside line into the Willie Mullins camp and some of the best performing novices that he thinks could go this season and uh, he's got quite an interesting one as well for the for the handicaps one that could potentially end up at Aintree and the Grand National in April it'll uh, it'll soon come around won't it the jump season already in flow and Cheltenham upon us and Aintree as well don't forget this weekend on Sunday with the uh, the old run chase so it's all full steam ahead now but let's start with Andrew Mount and get a real top quality punters view on the horses to follow this season. My novice hurdler to follow this jump season is I Am Gonna Be, trained by Michael Scudamore. Now, this five-year-old was an impressive 10-to-1 winner of an easy ground Newcastle bumper on her rules debut back in March. And she was sent off at just 6-to-1 for a 16-runner contest at Cheltenham the following month. She travelled really well that day, but she did so on the front end towards the inside of the track where the ground was slower. Now, that race was dominated by hold-up horses who challenged wide on what was obviously better ground. Now, she trailed home 27 lengths behind the winner in 8th place, but actually did best of those who were up with the pace. And there could be plenty more to come when she goes over hurdles. Um, she placed in two points. And the form of a Newcastle win was boosted by the five-length runner-up, uh, Kilbarry Leader, who's unbeaten in two subsequent starts, and the third-placed Ruby Island, a comfortable Hexham winner on her next outing. And uh, given her connection, she could go under the radar. That's I am going to be. My novice chaser to follow this season is Jay Trois for the Ryan Potter Yard. 
He had a fine first season over hurdles, um, going close at Cheltenham on his debut in October, went 80-1, to before winning twice over trips of about two and a half miles on good to soft going at Chepstow and on soft ground at Lingfield, so he's clearly in need of a test of stamina. Dropping back to two miles for the Tolworth hurdle didn't help, even on heavy ground, but he still ran really well, finishing second at 14-1 to behind the brilliant Constitution Hill. Uh, now, he was an 8-1 to one shot for the Betfair hurdle on his next start, but uh, the ground was quicker than ideal. Again, two miles was too sharp, and he did too much too soon on the front end before dropping away. Now, he's already been out over the larger obstacles this season, running odds on favourite Risk close at Utoxter, going down by just three quarters of a length, when again, two miles on goodish ground was an insufficient test of stamina. He jumped well in the main, apart from a mistake at the second last, and there should be heaps of improvement to come when he stepped back up in trip to two and a half miles or even further. That's Jetois, my novice chaser to follow. My hurdler to follow for the new jump season is the Willie Mullins trained state man who clocked a fast time when landing the county hurdle off a mark of 141 and followed that with an impressive victory in the champion novice hurdle at the Punchestown Festival. And the five-year-old's record for his current yard is a fall and three wins from four starts and he looks champion hurdle material this season. He was a top price 10 to 1 for Festival Glory at the time of recording, and that could be a lot shorter come next March. So that's State Man, my hurdler to follow for the season. My chaser to follow for the season is three under through five. Paul Nichols is seven-year-old, has got a great strike rate to date, winning nine of his 13 starts, including a four from four record when going right-handed. He jumped out to his right when only six to L'Ompresse in the Brown Advisory Novices chase at last season's Cheltenham Festival, where the soft ground seemed to exaggerate that right-handed tendency. Now he got away with going left-handed in small fields earlier on in the season, uh, but I think when he's taking on top-class uh, rivals, he's going to need to go right-handed. He's reportedly being aimed at uh, Newbury for his comeback, uh, the race formerly known as the Hennessy. It'll be fascinating to see how he gets on there. Um, I, I can imagine him running well in defeat, perhaps going right-handed again, and maybe, just maybe, Paul Nichols will aim him at the King George, a race in which he has such a good record. He was priced um, anywhere between 30-3-1 to 3 to 1 and 50-1 to 1 for Kempton Glory at the time of recording. That's uh, three under through five. My horse, who could be ahead of the handicapper this season, is learnt a lot for the Ollie Murphy yard. Now, he was a big eye-catcher when making his debut in a one-mile seven-furlong maiden hurdle at Wincanton in January. Uh, sent off at 22 to 1 in a market dominated by his stablemate Duke of Rockingham, the 1 to 3 favourite. Ridden patiently on a track that was uh, it, that is rarely kind to such tactics, he stayed on in taking fashion to finish fourth, just over five lengths behind the winner, Monival, who um, beat Duke of Rockingham into second. Now, uh, he took on the winner again at Sandown next time, going off at 9 to 4, but raced keenly in the five runner field and could never get involved, going down by just under four lengths in third. Uh, he found one too good when a shade of odds on at Weatherby in March, this time over two miles, three and a half furlongs. And he's going to be very, very interesting when handicapping over two and a half miles or further off his opening mark of 110. So that's learnt a lot by horse who could be ahead of the handicapper. Well, you didn't expect anything less from Andrew Mount, did you? He's always full of detail, that man. And as we've come to know from uh, doing the Whirlpool podcast for Pool School and also the betting tournaments, he's insight and knowledge of the game is well second to nobody really and uh, it seems that he's going to be the same for the jumps an excellent mix as he always does of thoughts and feelings on different horses some that were slightly more under the radar there some lesser names and 
Also, some bigger names like Stateman, who obviously won at the Cheltenham Festival, and Andrew is expecting him to go on to even better things this season by putting him in his list of horses to follow. Um, the one that the handicapper I thought was an interesting one, definitely one to add to your notebooks. Only three runs for, for Ollie Murphy, and um, will definitely probably pick up some big prizes this season. And so too is Jetois, who um, actually runs at Cheltenham this weekend, so you can see how he gets on a second run of his novice chasing campaign. Obviously, he was second to Constitution Hill last season, so that's a, an eye-catching piece of form. He was well beaten that day, 12 lengths behind Constitution Hill, but I suppose the way we've seen Constitution Hill perform at Cheltenham, that's no disgrace whatsoever. So just to round up Andrew's four there when I uh, get my notes ready to give you them back. So Novice Hurdler, I am going to be. Novice Chaser, again, Jetois, the one that's going to run at Cheltenham this weekend, hopefully. Hurdler, Stateman, Chaser, three under through five, the Paul Nichols charge there. Then the handicapper of Ollie Murphy's learnt a lot, and we definitely did do from that segment there from Andrew Mount. And I imagine the next segment, so moving from a legendary punter to a legendary former jockey, Richard Johnson, wrote hundreds of winners through his career and knows plenty about what makes up a good horse, as he's still proven nowadays with doing a bit in the stud game with mares and buying and selling of horses, still showing and keeping a hand within racing well and truly and is um, good to see that after his hip surgery last, well, the back end of last season, just before um, Cheltenham and Aintree, he's back fighting fit now and getting out and about and seen him plenty at Chepstone things already this season on his social media account. So let's see what Dickie has lined up for us. Again, it'd be interesting and some very big names to make sure you've got added to the list uh, for your horses to follow this season. So let's get to Dickie and, and get his thoughts on the... Uh, the big names we need to be adding to our list. Hi everyone, obviously the jump season's soon approaching. Um, great to be talking about these really good horses once again. And um, this is a small preview of what the horse and some of the horses I wish if I was still riding, I could have been uh, involved with. Um, obviously we start off with the novice hurdlers for this season. Um, I think there's only one horse everybody probably wants to be involved with is Fasal Vega. Um, obviously she was bred to be a champion. Um, has done unbelievably well in her bumpers last year. Um, you know, he was so impressive at Cheltenham. Um, I just think he's he's obviously the horse that we all we all would like to be involved with. Um, and I think people will be running scared of him. Um, but again, everything he showed last year, um, you know, suggests that he's the horse um, for the novice hurdle brigade, big brigade um, that you'd want to be with. So I think he'll take all the beating in all the big novice hurdlers um this season and then if we look towards the the hurdling um bracket obviously obviously constitution hill um uh, was so impressive at cheltenham last year i wasn't convinced before the festival last year i thought he needed to you know show it against some really class opposition but um i was well and truly put in my place um he was unbelievably impressive all the talk from seven barrows was obviously exactly right um you know they know what they're talking about and he um, delivered in fantastic style. Um, obviously, Honeysuckle is the super mare that um, has unbeaten, and she's still going to take all the beating in in that um, in the champion hurdle. But um, for me, Constitution Hill is the the newcomer, um, and again, of what we saw at at Cheltenham, um, he's the one that I think um, is going to give her most to think about. So um, I think they probably won't meet up until March, but. Um, yeah, I'm sure they'll take their separate courses until then, but it's going to be a, an amazing um, race to watch them both turn up in, fingers crossed. As always, it was great to, to hear from Dickie there. Some 
maybe not as under the radar names as uh, Andrew Mount give us, but the likes of Fasal Vega, Constitution Hill, obviously big names that you can, simply can't ignore. And I imagine they'll fill up plenty of uh, ten to follow lists when the transfer window, well, registration window opens on uh, Halloween. So very interesting. Edward Stone as well. It'll be interesting to see what he can do in the chasing division this year in the Open Company. We've obviously had an uh, stable tour with Alan King on our YouTube channel. You can catch that where he gives an update on Edward Stone, likely to head for the slur chase at Cheltenham's November meeting with a view to whether or not he then steps up in trip. So that will definitely be interesting. Another one that Richard we didn't end up mentioning it, it was originally on the clip, but we had to take it out. Hillcrest obviously misses out this season with injury, but hopefully he can still retain plenty of ability when he does come back fighting fit. But maybe we'll be next season already by the time we see him back in action, hopefully. So thoughts with connections there of, of Hillcrest, but some big names. Uh, again, I'll run through you from Richard Johnson. Novice Hurdler being Fasal Vega, the well-bred Fasal Vega. Hurdler Constitution Hill. He could be anything this season, going up against Honeysuckle. Chaser Edward Stone, and then the handicapper was T Clipper for Tom Lacey, who Richards knows plenty about, so definitely want to uh, to add to your notebooks there. So we've sort of got the British angle covered now with Andrew Mount and Richard Johnson giving us their insight, but the Irish aware Cheltenham has been dominated in the last few seasons, and uh, we've often been running scared of them, us, us British have been running scared of the Irish, so they certainly know a thing or two. So... We've got Paddy Flood and Danny Mullins lined up. Danny's got some great insights, of course, into the Willie Mullins camp. So that's definitely one to get your pen and paper ready or your notebooks ready because Danny's got some novice hurdlers to add there, novice chasers, who he thinks. Um, and actually, four of his five selections are from the Willie Mullins camp. So definitely worth keeping tuning in for that one. But Paddy Flood knows a thing or two about winners as well and has had winners all over the shop. Some big names he picks out for us in previous podcasts, especially heading into Cheltenham and things. Uh, so the novice hurdler here is the one that I'm particularly interested in that he's given us and the handicapper because he's quite shrewd is Paddy Flood so I'd definitely be listing out for these so let's let's get to Paddy and get his picture of his five to follow up for this season Hi guys um, I'm going to give you my five horses to follow um, this year I'll start off by going with the um, novice hurdler and um my first horse will be Jet Powered. He is trained by Nicky Henderson now. I seen him win his point to point in Boris House last year. He won it by about eight lengths. Um, looks a really smart type. And as I said, he's gone to Nicky Henderson, who, who dominated the, the novice hurdlers last year. So he couldn't be gone to a better man. Just a bit about him on his point to point. He settled in midfield there. Um, it was a three mile point to point around Boris House, but he, uh, he jumped great. He done everything right. He won by eight lengths really snugly and um, he doesn't look like a slow three mile chaser. He looked like that, you know, um, sharp two mile sort of horse. So I think he could be um, he could be a horse for, for this year. And as I said, he's in the right hands of Nicky Henderson. Um, good owners. They paid a lot of money for him. I think either 300 or 350,000 for the horse. So there will be high expectations there. But um he gets a green tick for me. Second uh, horse I'm going with is a novice chaser. Um, and I'm going for Willie Mullins trained, appreciate it. Uh, an exceptionally good horse um, over hurdles. He won a supreme novice by 24 lengths. I mean, that's that's uh, takes some doing. Um, mightn't have been the best supreme of all time, but he still went and done it and won it. Um, 
he was going to go novice chasing last year but picked up a little injury and his uh his season was a little bit stop start and topsy turvy but um all systems going this time touch wood no injuries no nothing i think he's an exceptional horse um he looks like he'd get two and a half miles even three miles would be no problem to him he, he's a big boy i've seen him in the flesh he's a, he's a lovely big stamp of a horse um He's just a really talented animal. He's form around Cheltenham. He should pick up two, three, even four grade ones on his way to Cheltenham. Um, and he's a horse, you know, all them big meetings that are coming up, Dublin racing festivals, he'll, he'll be there. He'll give you a good run for your money. And, uh, you know, if he still uh, still has the ability that he have, has over hurls, which he should, he looks, he looks a chasing type. He could be even better over a fence. So I'll stick with him for a novice chasing. My third horse is um, a hurdler to follow. So the horse I'm going to go with again is Nicky Henderson's Constitution Hill. Um, I think he won the Supreme last year. It was probably the most impressive winner of a Supreme I've seen ever, maybe. You know, the speed was on. He doesn't look a speedy type, but he just was able to just sit behind the speed and, and pick him off and go and win the race whenever he wanted to go and win it. I mean, he beat a very good horse in John Bond, who's, you know, come out and won afterwards and frank the farm he just looks an exceptional horse i know barry garrity sold him to nicky henderson and always thought very highly of him and maybe nicky not so much with his his homework but um everything he's done in the track he's so relaxed that um he reminds me of them good old champion hurl horses hardy used his brave ink as them classic sort of horses um he's that sort of build and i really think he's the horse to um serve it up to Honeysuckle this year if he goes champion hurl route. She's been an exceptional mare, Honeysuckle. Um, but she, she's been so dominant, you know, she's been so ahead of her competition. I think this guy is top, top grade and um, he'll be the horse that um, everyone will be afraid of, you know, all the way to Cheltenham. He'll be picking up races wherever he goes. Um, he's an exceptionally good horse and, and to me he looks like a champion hurl horse every day. Next I'm going is an open company chaser and uh, surprise, surprise, I'm going back to Willie Mullins again and the horse is Energamine. Um, such a talented horse. Any ground, any track, doesn't bother this animal. Um, himself and Shishkin had a, had a great battle last year. Um, Shishkin came out the best of it, but he mightn't have won the war. He might have won the battle that day, but he mightn't have won the war because... He didn't fancy it at Cheltenham, and Anurgamine did. You know, every time he's hit the race course, this horse has turned up. He's hard as nails. He'll he'll um he'll give you a run whatever race he goes for. He'll be bang there. Uh, jumps for fun. Um, bolted up in Cheltenham last year. Just done everything right. He's another year under his belt. He's a fine big horse. Jumps really really well. You know, um, Paul Townen really loves the horse, and um. You can see why he's a jockey's dream. You know, you just—he just travels everywhere. He just grabs the bridle. He wants to please you. He wants to jump. He can lead. He can take a lead, like we seen in in Cheltenham last year. I mean, he'd probably in Ireland. There's probably enough not the competition to give him a lead. So he probably goes around here in front and does it easy. Um, and he's he's a superstar. A really, really good horse. And yeah, I'd if I had me pick, if I was back riding, I'd be, I'd love to throw my leg over that fella. And my last horse um, is a horse that may be ahead of the handicapper or one to watch. Uh, 
Um, and it's a filly called Something About Her, trained by uh, Park Roach. Um, hasn't had a whole pile of runs, but has won a ladies bumper, or ladies flat race in Limerick and done it really well. Uh, good pedigree from a good family. Um, I think they have her sold now. I think it was running in Park's colours, but um, I think they sold her. She's uh, had, a, had a run in a maiden hurdle, um, beaten a good few lengths by Brandy Love. I think she might have a little injury, but uh, just the way she won her bumper, I was quite taken with it that day. And it's just one to keep in your black book. Just keep an eye on it. If you, if you see money for it, um, I know there is, they, they think a bit of it. And what I saw of it in its bumper, it's got a lot of ability. So hopefully it can come out somewhere um, in the not too distant future and pop up and, and get a, get us a few quid, hopefully. Some excellent insight there then from Paddy Flood. He's a man who gets to plenty of race and gets around through his jockey coaching. So watching plenty of action over in Ireland and in the UK. It's great to see he's been out into the point-to-point fields as well and seen jet-powered, one who he clearly thinks plenty about there. Now goes into training with Nicky Henderson and will run in the same colours as Shishkin and um, album photo. Obviously, the Mrs Donnelly colours, the black and yellow checks that have had plenty of success over the last few years. So it'd be interesting to see how he gets on at Seven Barrows. No doubt there'll be a big race in him somewhere along the line, hopefully. And also the handicapper, Patrick Roach, trained something about her. Now, what's interesting about that one is Paddy, prior to the Cheltenham Festival, flagged up Brazil to us in our talk content, obviously also trained by Patrick Roach and went on to win at the Cheltenham Festival. So I'll be keeping an eye on that one in the handicap division at the very least. And some other big names, obviously, appreciated Constitution Hill and Ergamine, all picked up by Paddy as his horses to follow. So it's uh, another interesting list. And there'll be names, I imagine, won't be far away from winning big races. Some of them have already done so, but the others could add to the list. So just to, to go back through Paddy's five, so the novice hurdler was jet-powered. Novice Chaser, appreciate it. Hurdler in open company to follow was Constitution Hill. That's another shout. Richard Johnson also flagging up Constitution Hill. Be fascinating if them two, uh, if Constitution Hill and Honeysuckle can meet at Cheltenham or one of the Spring Festival at least. And then the ch- open company Chaser was an Ergamine, obviously won the champion chase last season at Cheltenham and then followed up at Punchestown and the Irish think plenty of him. So they won't be running scared of Shishkin, I don't think, this season if they end up meeting again. They certainly didn't leave last year. Conditions maybe favoured an Ergamine at Cheltenham, but still he proved he's got plenty of class. And then the handicapper, as we've mentioned, something about her. So all five names there, definitely interesting ones. And Paddy Flood is definitely a shrewd man to follow. So I'd definitely be sticking some of them in your list or your trackers ahead of the jump season, getting going in full tilt. Now then, so with Paddy giving us one Irish angle, we're now going to go to our tour ambassador, Danny Mullins. He enjoyed... So much, well, so much success last season winning the King George and then obviously the Stayers Hurdle with Florian Porter. Some memorable scenes in the parade ring that I think have been shared all over Cheltenham's advertising this year, which is no surprise. They were very memorable moments and uh, ones that will live long in the memory, I'm sure. Now, Danny's season, I imagine, will be aiming to try and win that Stayers Hurdle for a third time with Florian Porter, but he's not in Danny's list of five, which maybe is interesting, but there is some... Real interesting William Mullins inmates. Four out of Danny's five selections come from there. And I imagine that many will be interested in his choice in the novice hurdlers and uh, who he picks out as his best there with a with a view of what could be the supreme horse or something at Cheltenham. So 
Danny's got plenty of interest, uh, interest, plenty of insight and plenty of interesting thoughts, of course. So let's go over to him now and listen out right until his handicapper at the end, because that might be one that was not expected, but he's certainly got some good thoughts on uh, why it could be a, a handicapper to follow. So up next, Danny Mullins. My novice hurdler will be Ile Temp. He ran a great race, first time up for Willie, went third at the Dublin Festival. Was quite keen in Cheltenham and finished a decent fifth behind Vabon and settled a lot better in Punchestown to be fourth in a grade one there at the end of a season for him. And I think the fact that he's still a novice, he gained a lot of experience last year. He has a good chance of being very competitive in any of the novice hurdles he lines up in this year. And he's not going to be necessarily one of the Willie Mullins horses that's going to be in bright lights at the moment. He's somewhat under the radar still. My novice chaser will be Manella Cocooner. I was lucky enough to win on him at the Dublin Racing Festival before he went on to be a good second to the nice guy in the Albert Bartlett and also backed that up when running the nice guy a lot closer in Punchestown. I think the fact that he's such a good jumper will allow him to be a better chaser and hopefully he's one that can give the nice guy something to think about in those staying novice chases this year. My hurdler to follow will be Constitution Hill. He was unbelievable winning the Supreme Novices last year off a very strongly run pace. He picked up and ran away like a proper good horse. It's going to be an exciting year this year with some of the good novices coming to take on Honeysuckle. Willie Mullins has plenty in that division. The likes of Stateman, Vabon, El Fabiolo and Sir Gerhard but I think they all need to step up a bit more to see if they can get towards what Constitution Hill achieved in the Supreme Novices next year. He's a real exciting horse for Nicky Henderson. My chaser to follow is Gallop on the Champ. Uh, I think he, he was unbelievable last year and if he can contain some of that exuberance he showed through the year last year, he has unbelievable potential. It's possibly one that's going to go down the Gold Cup route and you know, while Plutard was a very good winner last year, it's difficult to keep backing up performances in that division and only a very few can keep coming back year after year. So I think it could be open for a novice to make his mark on the division and hopefully Gallop and the Champ can make his mark this year in the stay and chase division. One that's still possibly ahead of the handicapper for me is Galliard de Menil. I think it might sound a bit foolish to say a 156 horse is ahead of the handicapper, but that run in the Irish National off a fairly sedate pace was solid, and I think he could be one that could be aimed towards entry this year. He shows he can jump and stay, and there might be a little bit more up his sleeve. Well, it was great to listen to Danny, wasn't it? It's always great to get his insight, especially into the Willie Mullins yard at, at this point in the season to see what they're seeing is making good progress in the early part of the new campaign. I'll just run back through Danny's selections, give you a bit more insight there. So the novice hurdler, Ilete Tomps, obviously Danny's rode him a few times already, um, was behind for Bond for most of last season, as Danny had mentioned, but obviously Danny's seen a little bit of something there 
as still, especially as a novice, he's got a little bit of experience under his belt, but still looking for that first win. The novice chaser was Manella Kakuna. Again, Danny has been partnered him for a win at the Dublin Racing Festival and uh, was second to the nice guy at Punchestown, which was a bit closer than uh, he managed to get, or them two got anyway at Cheltenham. So be interesting to see how that form stacks up over fences. The nice guy, no doubt, will be a, a name to keep an eye on as well. Hurdler was Constitution Hill, followed up by uh, Paddy Flood and Richard Johnson, both obviously like the look of Constitution Hill. No surprise, really, is it, after that performance in the Supreme last season that saw a track record, I think. So we we all can't wait if uh, the matchup with Honeysuckle happens in the champion hurdle next spring. And judging by our panel anyway, Constitution will be the one that wins that. The chaser is Galloping Deschamps, another Willie Mullins inmate, and Danny thinks he's the chaser to follow. His dad, Tony Mullins, has actually been quoted as well as saying that um, you should just back Gallop into shops at wherever he runs this season. So if you are of the impression that he wins the Gold Cup, then both Tony and son Danny are doing nothing to put you off. And I imagine Danny's seen him up close the last few weeks and months as his preparation gears up for the new season. So um, definitely one, uh, one side of the Mullins teams like anyway in Tony and Danny. And then I think the interesting one was Galliard de Manil. Danny put him up for the for the Grand National, potentially a, a Grand National horse, obviously running the Irish Grand National last season and come third in that. So at least uh, he's definitely showed an appetite for them marathon distances. And uh, Danny thinks he could be one that could sneak a big handicap pot like that. So add him to your trackers and, and see where he fares this season. Now with those wrapped up, the horses to follow, obviously, again, and just another reminder that the jumps tend to follow. That'll registration window to get your stable entered will open on Halloween, October the 31st. Uh, for two weeks, the window will be open, ready for the Cheltenham November meeting where point scoring will start. So a good chance to keep listening back to this podcast a few times before you make your picks and, and check out your stables. We've also done a few stable tours already that you can see on our YouTube channel. Uh, a few more to come as well and thoughts on other horses. We've already done Alan King, so a chance to hear an update on Edward Stone. We've done uh, Archie Watson's yard with Brody Hampson, obviously, his wife now and uh, pretty much looks after the jump string there and rides a lot of them. So some good names, including Stag on there to get updates on. And we've also been down to David Pipeshard, who uh, is always amongst the winners throughout the season. So you can hear it, some of his stable stars where they might be targeting and uh, some races they might pick up early season as well. Uh, as well as that, of course, the betting tournaments have been a huge success for the flat season. The Whirlpool Series final took place on British Champions Day. £25,000 went to the winner of that. And I think over £800 dividend was paid out in the Beat Benson Fund if you beat Jamie Benson. Obviously, we see so often on the Pool School podcast, if you beat him on there, you'd have had an £800 dividend. Plans for the jump season. That is uh, this a jump series that will run throughout, obviously, the National Hunt season. It starts with Cheltenham's November meeting. The Saturday of that will be the first jumps tournament. Usual formats will be followed, but more details to come on that in terms of price structures and, and rules and things. But that will start with the Saturday of the Cheltenham November meeting with the finale being the Sandown Jumps finale uh, right in April, towards the back end of April as well it is next season. But we'll include, obviously, the Dublin Racing Festival, Christmas stuff, uh, Cheltenham Festival, and then, obviously, entry for the Grand National meeting as well. So if you're a Jumps fan, they're well worth checking out and uh, and keeping an eye on the details as we release them in the next couple of weeks. So I think that's about it for now. Hopefully you've enjoyed listening to the guys' thoughts. We've had jockeys and punters giving their predictions for horses to follow. We'll keep an eye on these lists and we'll keep you updated on when we have winners and stuff from and any horses that crop into them that come bigger than even probably the guys were expecting them to be. So 
add them to your trackers and best of luck as we go throughout the season. No doubt these will win you a few play spots, hopefully, or a few jackpots if the meeting is at where they're running at. But best of luck and uh, enjoy the jumps and Cheltenham and Entry being back this weekend. Cheers. <laughs>